This is exactly right. Welcome to My Favorite Murder, <laughs> episode 38. I the feel hurricane like- episode. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> we have Stephen back. Stephen was gone last week. Stephen, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for watching my cats while I was out of town. They kept me busy, but I love them. Uh, yes. Save it for the cat podcast. <laughs> Um, I have a story to tell about being out of town, speaking of. Oh, this is my favorite murder, by the way. Did we say that part? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You're Karen, I'm Georgia. That's right, that's right. And we're back in our normal seats. Yes. Which to me makes all the difference. You came in tonight and like sat in my seat. Yeah. And then I was like, are we going to, we're, we're not doing do this, right? And it's like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. So wait, Georgia went to San Francisco yeah. for, was it for Unique Suites? No, it's just for like a real life normal trip of a oh, thing. Oh, you I went know. on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, how was it? <laughs> You're going to cry for yes, me. Yes, I'm so jealous. And you're Argentina right now. Oh, uh, I leave this goddamn town so bad. Oh, it was nice. Can I tell you honestly? Yes. I like staying home. You do? A lot. Like as a staycation as opposed to going somewhere yeah, for vacation? I'm not. Yeah. I like being home. Uh, I hear you. You know, I like that excuse to like eat and drink whatever I want when mm. I'm out of town. But like, I also like hanging out at home. Did you guys drive or fly? We flew. I feel like at this point in my life, I've got this, I've like gotten to this place where like, I'm not going to fly to San Francisco. I'm not going to fly to Vegas. I'm going to valet park most, most of the time. Wait, you mean drive, right? You were saying fly. Fuck, yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. You're, you're going to do the most convenient thing yeah. because you're an adult and I, you I'm can. Adult. Like, that to me was like when I realized that I can now afford valet parking and, and like, not even not, I could afford it for a long time, but I was like, fuck you, I'm not paying to like, to like pay you right. to eat at your place. But that's not it. It's you're no. paying for the convenience yeah. of pulling up and walking away from your car. Yeah, and not being in a dangerous neighborhood walking down the street. Right. Anyways, uh, yeah, San Francisco. And then I'm walking down Hate Street. Mm-hmm. That great street. That great street, Hate, with Vince during the day. We're like doing touristy things. And I hear someone scream at me from a moving car. <laughs> and I go to Vince, what? what was that? And he said, she said my favorite murder. <gasps> what? Yes. As she drove by. My favorite murder. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? I don't know. I lost my mind. And I went, ah! I, like, <laughs> I like waved my hands in the, like, I went, ah! I totally like lost my mind. That's awesome. I know. I didn't play it cool and I wasn't being cool because it was like the what? coolest thing. Cool for fools. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, it was exciting. I love. Oh my God, I'm smiling so much. First of all, I used to live. Were you in the Upper Hate where like all yeah. the shops are? We were in the Upper Hate, yeah. Yeah. That's where that's my old neighborhood from when I used oh to live God. there before the dot com boom when you could live in the Upper Hate as a so young poor person. dangerous there. It, it was. It wasn't bad. Well, you know what, though? That back then I craved danger. Yeah, I get it. Um, I lived in Koreatown for a little while. <laughs> you know. Uh, so that it's like even more touching. Yeah. I just love that. But I think yeah. also that's I love that someone recognized you from like it must have it had to have been a block away. Yeah. 
Well, they were driving by, and it's like, okay, I mean, Vince is like a tall dude with like blonde shaved head and like always wears a flannel, and I'm like a short, you know, like, and, and I had been posting on my Instagram that I was in town. Oh, so okay. So the person like probably were, was like knew that I was there. Was a follower, was like, yeah. There's this person, but it still was like, and I didn't get it at first, and then I was like, what, you, what Vince, what'd you say? <laughs> She's like, I got murder. Ah! Just, but they were like, get out of town, Nar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Um, I was like, that's fuck you. I was about to yell, fuck you, and then I <laughs> It was a good thing. You go kick their bumper. Georgia, wait. Uh, I love that. I went to see um, Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap have, the, of course, the very famous podcast, Never Not Funny. Mm-hmm. And our friend April Richardson was on it the other night. So I went with her because we're two old crones that go <laughs> everywhere together. Um, and Because she was the guest. And it was over at Flappers. And... Um, during the show, Jimmy referenced no. me and did it in his very Jimmy Pardo way of going, oh, sure, start a podcast and, and then you're number one. We've been here for 10 years, <gasps> whatever, which is the highest compliment from a comedian. <laughs> like putting you down by com- complimenting you by putting you down. Exactly. That's, That's so nice. the only way they can do it. Yeah. It's very hard for us as stand up comedians <laughs> to really express ourselves. But it was a lovely shout out Aww. really is what it was. And afterwards, when we went to leave, two different girls <gasps> came up and were like, I'm a murderino. It's the funniest thing when people say it that way, too. Yeah. Like, I'm a murderino. <laughs> it's I me. Won. I'm a murderino. Just like, hi. Oh, it was rem- really fun. There's another girl who mess- who like put in a message on my Instagram photo and was like, I saw you on the BART train in San Francisco <laughs> and I recognized you. And I looked at her photo and I was like, oh my God, I was, and she's like, I was too scared to say anything. And I was like, I was staring at you because your hair was so cute. Why? What was her hair like? Her hair was like a pixie cut. And I was looking at her being like, fuck, I wish I could pull that off. That girl pulls it off really well. What pixie, like a boy, a boy cut? Like, like Tinkerbell. Yeah. Tinkerbell has a bun. Oh shit. I'm thinking Tinkerbell from, um, Hook. Oh, <laughs> Julia Roberts. Yes, I grew up in the nineties. Julia Roberts in a wig. Yes, <laughs> I've always wanted that hair too. Uh, well, like Julia Roberts in, in a wig, she looked adorable. She was rocking boy hair. Yeah, that you have to be so pretty to be oh. able to pull off that hair. Yeah, I was like, fuck. Sh-. And I've done, I've done that hair and been like, oh my god, what did I do, dude? In high school, I did the ghost haircut. What's the ghost haircut? It's a bowl cut. <gasps> it's like a, it's a big round Demi Moore and ghost bowl cut. Did you go in and be like, give me the ghost? I, I think it may have been before ghost, no brag. <laughs> and I know that I had also sunned my hair. So I basically had orange hair mm-hmm. in a bowl cut. I looked like I had, it was kind of like as, as if I was trying to look like a Japanese rock star is what I look like, but not, but then everything like else. a male Japanese rock star. It was like, basically, what are you doing is what, uh, is what I looked like. I mean, we have so many throwback Thursday photos that just <laughs> horrify. We'll never see the light of day. <laughs> horrify. No. Um, here's one thing I would like to mention for housekeeping, and this is actually kind of on, uh, on, Brand. on brand <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be wrong and loud um uh this morning people were posting and i and some people actually also tweeted it to me um there's a very disturbing youtube video <gasps> i was gonna found. talk to you about this yes so 
It's okay in the body. It was on BuzzFeed first. That's somebody. Yes. I'm sorry, whoever tweeted it first, because it was a handful of people. But I always want to give the first people credit, yeah. and I never remember That's, their at okay things. It's always like Baboon Heart sixty four or whatever. <laughs> where I'm like, could you just have a name? Baboon Heart sixty four is going to blow up right now, <laughs> even though they like don't even know what a podcast is. It's like some some like. Mom, from it's some transplant surgeon that's like, no, I actually have transplanted 64 baboon hearts. Um, but they sent it and it's this BuzzFeed did a really disturbing. It's somebody found a YouTube yes. video of a guy, um, saying, talking to his friend and saying, Hey, I got a new girlfriend. And then they cut to a naked girl tied up in a bathroom yeah. and screaming, screaming. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Help me. Yes. They thought it was connected to a missing girl. I know. Um, God, you're doing everything I was going to do, like forget to find her name. Oh, because I totally forgot. The missing girl's okay. name was Kayla Berg, you're and she it. went missing. Um, the video is from 2009, and I guess she went missing uh, like a little bit before that. And, and it's so crazy. So I looked. At, I was like doing some some researching because, of course, on fucking Reddit, Unsolved Mysteries, which is like the best late night. You know, stay up till four in the morning thing. Trying to solve some mysteries. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have a, a screen grab. I can't watch the video because like it's scary. Like I can't watch the video because it's like a 911 call, right? For you. Like exactly. Did you watch it? No, I can't watch it. No, but I scroll down far enough to see a screen grab from exactly. it. And I want to sue so many different people right now. <laughs> well, they have the screen grab of the photo of the girl and then the photo of the girl who got Kayla who got kidnapped next to it and it fucking looks like her dude but they already they announced it's a hoax but they don't know for sure no they well that the articles i read which was at seven o'clock tonight yeah say it it is well they say that he's a known like actor pranker dude but they don't and she's an actress Fuck man. yeah they know it's they know it's not real is the, is the last article i read her poor family kayla's family well also what kind of prank? Yeah, that's okay. not clever. Look inside yourself <laughs> and ask what is wrong that you need to do shit like that. There's something wrong. I hope the police keep their eye on that pranker dude who thinks something like that is funny. Like and her, like what kind? Like go do community theater I or mean, something. Now, now that I'm thinking of it, I was in theater, and this is the kind of shit that it's like you. Oh, it's almost like you're like, oh, this will be amazing. Like you don't even. It's not like, hey, let's do this. We're gonna do this shoot today. It's like late night. You're like hanging out. Like let's do this thing. Wouldn't this be funny? This will be amazing. And you're more concerned about yourself, and like you'll yeah. look really good tied up naked or something, yeah. instead of like any impact. Or you're like assuming no one will see it, instead of yeah. oh my god, what if this actually affects people? That's, Ugh, that's how so when I made the McNuggetini video, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened to me too. We were like, no one will see this. This will be ridiculous. And they were like, we don't know ten thousand people. And then my that's how my career started. <laughs> McNuggetini kidnapping video, same thing. And the weirdest thing is, last week on the show I work on, yeah. it was my episode, and in the middle of it, the director of the episode, who is this super badass, Peter Atencio, who directed Keanu, the Can Peel movie, who and directed all of Can Peel, all of Can Peel. He's done a ton of shit. Yeah. I think he did the Last Man on Earth. Yeah, he like does he's done a, a bunch of stuff. He's he's the shit right now. Mm -hmm. He walks up to me and goes, "You know my friend Georgia." <laughs> And I was like, what is happening? And he directed your Nuggetini video. He did, he did that. We were just friends with him. And he was like, 
hey I'll do this like for like for free as a friend did that in my grandma's kitchen <laughs> and then from that we got a web series with cooking channel and he directed those two and like no way yeah he was just like a buddy of ours like, that's so awesome and now he's like this huge guy. now he's the shit and everybody on my episode which was very involved and like T- should we plug the show early I don't think we can okay. I mean like I don't yeah, yeah no, no, I, no, I think fine. we should wait okay. until uh, I always think I'm gonna get sued I got it <laughs> I wanna sue people and I wanna get sued <laughs> Uh, but that was an awesome connection. And then I told you this already, but I want to tell other people while I was leaving is that kind of thing where this is like a real TV show. I've worked on, obviously I worked on TV for a while, but this is like an exciting show that I really love and believe in and, mm-hmm. and think is great. And it feels like other people that are working on it feel that way too, which is normally when you work with crew people and stuff, they're all like uh, checking their watch. Like yeah. I need to get out of here. But everybody in this whole crew is so good. They're really good at what they do. The, it's amazing to watch. It, these are obviously kind of A-lister mm-hmm. people in all these different departments. Nice. And when we went to leave, everyone was kind of thanking each other, saying goodbye or whatever. And it was like, you know, midnight on Friday. It sucked. Um, so I went to leave and then I, as I, I saw the prop master, so I went to say thank you to him. And as we were shaking mm-hmm. hands, he was like, great to work with you. And then he goes, don't get murdered <gasps> and walked away. You didn't tell me this. I didn't. No. I thought I called you. Oh yeah, I didn't. No shit. It, maybe it was my sister. <laughs> and that's I'm where we've become. I'm kind of losing my mind right now. I'm so fucking tired. Oh. I'm so tired. I feel like I have fifty thousand emails. I know, and Karen. I'm not doing. I, I feel like I'm. I have nineteen plates spinning. I'm dropping all of them. Everything's still. Everything's working out. I know. Like the other day, we were like both freaking out about like social media and this, and it's like, oh. we, it's not. It's not gonna implode if we don't retweet someone's like, I know, everything's I know. okay you're yes. getting you're on your job and you're doing your your big job yes everything else is still working out <laughs> we're okay right we're fine <laughs> like we're good this is anxiety like at at work yes well it's just a lot i mean it's just look no complaints that's the worst thing in the world to complain about yeah, but anyway no but it's, it's it's nice there's some fun things happening i guess that the fun thing about that story is i'm sitting there going like oh everyone's so awesome or whatever and then like when someone comes up yeah it's such an intimate thing yeah like oh my like, god you listen what? <laughs> do you think it's good what if i just immediately i started asking him for compliments the second after he told me not to get murdered mm, you'd sound like me <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, we sold out the Chicago Podcast <gasps> Festival show that we're doing. Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. I don't know how I can think. I don't know. 950 people. Is it? That's too many people. Yeah, we got to Let's cut that in half. Uh, for sure. Okay, I'll we'll call, put the, one guy. Of those, I'll call like, the guy tomorrow at You work. can put the, that wall up. What's, you know, like... At a <laughs> yeah, we'll hang with. the improv curtain. <laughs> like only half the <laughs> yeah. room sold out. So, no. we just, we'll bring our own big, huge yeah. black curtain. But there'll be the rest of the people will be behind that curtain. But we just don't have to deal with it. We can't see them. Yeah. I'm trying... Your sister's coming. I'm trying to bring my mom. <gasps> We're... It's so exciting yeah. because my... These are the people that never paid attention to anything I did yeah. until I was about 27. And now you're a big deal. And all of a sudden. <laughs> but um, Ad- I think Adrian and Audrey were the first who started. And these are basically child- our childhood friends from it. way back. Petaluma. Petaluma Hardcore. What's up? And we have a we have a, a text thread that's been going for like a year where we're just constantly sending each other terrible threads. cat photos and whatever. <gasps> I, remind me to send you the rock and roll elf photo. Uh, t- uh, gif. Rock and roll elf? Mm-hmm. Okay, I will. Okay, sorry, go on. 
Oh, someone at work mentioned the other day, do you know Elf ended with him being taken away by the government? <laughs> Is that the truth? Or was that someone fucking with We're me? We're getting a nod from Dustin. I mean, from, oh my God, sorry, Stephen. <laughs> Is it true? Same thing. It's very true. You're young enough to like have absorbed that. No, somebody talked about it recently. Though. Will you briefly run it down? How is that? How is did that it an end ending? Like that? I don't know. I just heard that that's how it ended. I can't so unless get somebody's over. lying to me and you. Can I be honest? That motherfucker ate cats, so I don't give a shit what happened to him. Okay. Yeah, fuck Alf. Fuck Alf. Maybe it was cats dressed up in government clothes. Oh. That took them away. This is fan fiction that we have to write. <laughs> Where were we? Oh, your sister, your friends, they're going to. Oh, so then in this text, um, they, I. One of them said, you're going to go to the Chicago to do your oh podcast. God. And I was like, yeah. Oh, they were mad that they didn't, they weren't here for our first one. Oh. Um, I didn't they, even invite my mom, even though it's down the street from her house. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, I'm going to fly her to Chicago. Yeah, you're going to do a little makeup work for Chicago. Yeah. But anyway, they got excited and then they're like, we could go. We can afford to go. <gasps> oh we can fly out. And then they basically made the plans on the text thread. <sighs> and I was just laying on my couch, like all bitchy and tired. And like, it was, of course, 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, I don't want to take my mascara off. And then <laughs> my sister off. and my f- old friends just start making this plan oh. in front of me to come and be there for when we do Chicago. You're going to cry. It, it made me cry at the time. And then I was like, you guys I'm crying and they just didn't even pay attention they for such a hard ass plan. you cry so easily I will cry well especially these days like the other day <laughs> I had a brief out. passing thought in the room and then I pretend I had to pretend to sneeze <laughs> so that it we would understand why my eyes were the way they were you're the most hard ass and then you just fucking lose it that's how it always is if you if someone's right. a real hard ass they're the so- biggest softy right that makes sense we have to put our dukes way up because we have we, we're like the a prickly pear with a gooey center oh that mm-hmm. sounds i'm hungry um, <laughs> <laughs> you just bite into a prickly pear <laughs> why is this gooey uh mm. what a, oh, oh shirt stuff wait before we do that should we say thank yous to our gifts that we forgot about oh, yes okay i have a thank you we have a, a several thank yous. So at our live show in Los Angeles at the um, LA Pod Fest, we afterwards like a bunch of people just like handed us shit and like didn't even want handed money it for and it. Walked away and did. There's no cards. We no. don't know names. They didn't want anything for it, which is like bananas. Oh, it's the way to do it, actually. So the, I respect it. I, I agree. Like yeah. it's legit. Just add a card because some of it we don't know who it's from. Yeah, we do want to know your name. Yeah. Um, okay. So this someone just handed me this like the, these this gift bag with two cat toys in it that Elvis and Mimi have fucking lost their shit over. Elvis was laying on one of them like a pillow. Yeah. There's these earlier. little it's one's a goldfish and one's an elephant and they're filled with catnip and they and it's it's called uh, Becco family B E C O and you can get them at I think it's oh dear B E C O pets becopet.com and they're these like adorable and it looks like natural and like not bad for you cat toys and they've held up which usually when catnip toys they get shoot on they apart. fall apart immediately yeah. and they've like fought each other over them so thankfully they gave us two but thank that's you that's like, so awesome they're so sweet i'm gonna post a photo of um of elvis and mimi fighting over them <laughs> on uh on uh their instagram and we got the we got mugs from the coroner's office <laughs> i li- i like to think the coroner brought them him or herself yeah. but we don't really know i feel like i wish the person had given us a card i feel like they probably bought those at the museum of death 
Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They seem like something that you could buy at the Museum of Death. I just like it because in the morning, it's a nice tall mug. And then it's a skeleton with a a Sherlock Holmes hat on. (laughs) And I think he's smoking a pipe. Mine has a... Mine was a chalk outline, a body chalk outline. Nice. With that on it. They're really good quality mugs. So thank you, whoever was the... The gift giver in that scenario. You could probably bash someone over the head with it and it wouldn't even break. There might. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm there sorry. might be a little knife in the bottom. I don't know. I was trying to riff. Um, <laughs> I think that's it for oh, those yeah. items. Uh, my favorite murder. No, no. Okay. Teespring.com slash stores slash my favorite murder podcast. This is the place to buy shirts and mugs. I'm doing new shirts. Which one is it? Fuck Fuck politeness. politeness. That's, I want that one. And so I think there's only ever going to be four shirts and whichever one does the least well, I'm taking down. So you better fucking buy it now and vote for your favorite. I don't know. And also any moment there's going to be a Murderino shirt. I think probably tomorrow. There's a new Murderino (laughs) shirt and a fuck politeness shirt. When she said any moment, she really meant it. I mean, I'm just doing this. Um, Steven also showed me his tote bag, which is actually really cute. Oh, I haven't seen it. Look at this thing. It's the original oh my God. logo. It's and it's my favorite murder logo tote bag. Oh, and this it's is like, good. it's good. You, it's like a book bag. It reminds me of like f- my fourth grade book bag. Steven, any comments, thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, it holds the gear that records this podcast. So Holy shit, Meta. Dude. It's in good hands. This is holistic. Listen, go to the farmer's market with a shirt, with a tote bag that says fuck politeness. Yeah. And tell everyone to fuck off. And get some sale berries. What are sale berries? Well, they'll give you a discount because they love our podcast. Oh, it's like on sale berries. Yeah. I thought there was a berry I didn't know about. <laughs> sale berries, you know, they taste like... <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Sail it. I can't. I can't Are you do tired? Anything. I'm so tight tie. Oh, lady Karen <laughs> drinking a diet ginger ale. <clears throat> What's happening... Here. That's the other thing too. I haven't had anything I like to eat in six oh, months. So you look amazing. Thank you. You look miserable, but amazing. I'm miserably amazing. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's just so much. Oh, also, we're in the LA. Oh, whatever. All right. Anyways, let's move on to yeah, murders. There's so I much know. going on. Uh, um, hey, let's take a quick what? Oh, I was just gonna say uh, somebody was telling my friend Nick, who listens. Hi, Nick Bernstein, who listens to us and is a big fan. Um, and as a big podcast person in general, kind mm-hmm. of like listens to all of them. He was talking about, um, I can't remember what he's talking about specifically, but then I was, I just mentioned the skippers and the people who mm-hmm. actually message us <gasps> to complain. Uh, and I said, there or I basically said, there are some people who are just like, come on, get to the murder. And he could not stop laughing at that sentence. He's like, that's your pull quote. That has to be your pull quote. Get to the murder. And I was like, oh, you know what? You're right. That's exactly right. Oh my God. Like this is the, you've said it before. This is the podcast. This is the podcast. And to quote Jimmy Pardo, listen or don't. <laughs> listen or don't. This is the podcast. The thing is, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's me. You're dying. Like ginger ale everywhere. That started so high. Do it again. Sorry. I'm sorry, but. That's my, that's the thing. Of, sometimes I'll just say that to Vince. Because he knows what I mean. <laughs> Sorry, but can you uh, fuck yourself? Do you mind skipping the fuck out of here? Oh, shit. Uh, break time. Break time, then murder time. Then we get to the murders. Oh, then can you just fucking get to the murders? <laughs> 
If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. All right. And we're and back. back. What if my eye fell out? <laughs> <laughs> I just had this weird nerve pain in my left eye. I'm actually really bummed because one of my like murders on my future list is the eyeball killer. Yes. Like what if I did that tonight and it just so happened. If that happened... That would be like, what was that Time Life book series where they're like, a mother oh in Ohio has pain in her hand at the same time that her daughter gets stabbed in the hand. I loved those. Yeah. What was the one? Those were called... Mysteries of the Unknown or something like that. That was definitely, that was one of them. It wasn't, it was like, there was that, there was Unsolved Mysteries, there was like the the like new generation of... um twilight zone yep. that was super scary and the movie also in the 80s yeah they just basically wanted to scar us and scare the shit out of us and then they end up making the coolest people that's right <laughs> any generation because we're like we can like a ticket but yeah. also i wish was it called mysteries of the unknown no, or it was called time life book series time life books presents come on we got this the the paranormal or something i bet you're right about Steven Skinner. and there was also like um 
like tombs that they would open in yes. Egypt and they like contained things. I fucking love Egypt tombs. Yeah. Um I love Dude. <laughs> so, did you know that there's a there's a um Okay, global warming is causing uh, these glaciers to melt yes. in the Alps. Yes. And do you know what they're finding underneath them? What? They're finding the bodies of World War One soldiers that died in a, a crazy battle up at the top. No. Yeah. That is... I love that. I know. Archaeology is like the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, what if that happens and they... It's they start finding stuff that like they didn't know was there. That's why I thought Ew. you were gonna go. They, there's like they, pyramids in the Alps. Or oh, some I thought you like meant that. like those World War One soldiers had iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> they they oh, all had. Found it. <laughs> no, not mysteries of the criminal mind, Stephen. No, God Steven, damn it! I was it gonna, seemed on brand. <laughs> I was gonna give the, your podcast a shout out, but now you don't deserve the percast doesn't deserve oh. it. <laughs> you know what you can do to make up for this? Buy me this book. <laughs> what is it called? It time well because time like the criminal mind. Criminal mind. Uh, I think Christmas. mine is mysteries of the unknown. I think I might be right. It had like a. It, I think the, you're right. The picture was like a pyramid with yeah. lightning or something yeah. on the front. And, and then it, I remember all those ones of like you can see like the, in the dollar bill you can see a, the, someone's head and it's like a I thing. I think it is mysteries of the unknown. Mystic places. Yes. Ooh, mystery of the unknown. There's a whole series. Yes, that's it. There it is. There it is. Well done. Look, and with that, Stephen immediately wins us back over to his favor. Listen to the Percast. That's three R's. <laughs> Percast. Percast. Stephen Ray Morris. I'm having the best time right now. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, Stephen. Um, should we start in? <laughs> yeah, I think you're first this week. Is it murder time? And I'm also first because... Um, I could just keep going like this, by the way. I know. Where we just never talk about murder. <laughs> no, we just kind of go hysterical. Peripherally talk about murder, <laughs> but not really. But not really ever get to anything specific. Yeah. My sciatica is um, still killing me. There's a couple things on the on the Facebook page this week that I really adored, but I didn't have time. Is that thing where I get up in the morning and I, I had to make a rule that I can't do it in the morning mm. anymore because I just it eats up like an hour and a half you could spend so and then you like click on this thing and then you like click on another like link in that and then you read about that and you're like i didn't know about that and then you have to like text it to yourself so you can yes you're making a list i have like my list on the side of my like the left hand side of my computer it just goes on Me for too. days it's things i feel like i'm never gonna look at again we're but I'm never like, gonna get to those i do want to know what it what happened to those the torsos i-70 killer who's that uh, i must know i'm the one that has to yeah the good thing the comforting thing is especially when i look on the facebook page there are so many people that are so much more interested yeah. in this than i yeah. am and so much more dedicated yeah. and so and some professionals yeah. But it's like, oh, I don't have to. I don't have to know every story because they will help us. Well, one day this will be your full time job, and then we'll just go to therapy every day too. That's right. We'll start with therapy, and then we'll do this. too much. Well, actually, in therapy, we'll go over these. Like, we'll click together. That's a good idea. You and I will have group therapy. The two yeah. of us. Yeah. We'll uh, just be holding hands the whole time. Yeah, crying. <laughs> Easily crying. Like, this one time when I was 11, my mom forgot to pick me up. Wait, that wasn't me. That was someone on the Facebook page. <laughs> Wait, that was a TV show. <laughs> All right. Time this this okay, week, go. Time Life Series presents <clears throat> um, a murder that I'm positive I, I'm... I, I must have found on on uh, either through somebody who tweeted it at us or somebody on the Facebook page. 
Um, but it's really good because as being a, an ex-Catholic or I guess a lapsed Catholic, yeah. I'm not, I haven't turned my back on the church. Sure. The last couple experiences I've had at the church in my hometown were great. Oh. Like, Oh, because you went with your niece. Yep. My niece goes to Catholic school, goes to the same school I went to. Uh And the church, the way they do things is really different than the way it was done in in the 80s, obviously, which was 100 years ago. You have to be mean enough to make you pay attention right. or like love God or something. <laughs> right. like, these days it's totally like we're all just here to b- support each other where yeah. I'm like what are these words? They change the <laughs> words. There's a lot of hand holding and shit. Oh my God. Stuff that was never even th- it wasn't done when I was growing Girl, up. Girl, today's a Jewish holiday and I didn't fucking do shit. What is it? Purim? It's uh, Yom Kippur and I absolutely did nothing. Don't and- ask me the meaning of it. Okay. It's about atonement I think, right? Shh, yes. <laughs> I am the I am a terrible. I'm the Jewishest non-Jew that's ever lived. That's really true. You play good Jew. Thank you. But you don't do any of the like nope. homework part. Nope. I think it's enjoyable. And I also think it's what in Los Angeles I would say it's like what 98% of people are doing. Yeah. Let's make this about me. Go, I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Well, then I just started thinking of like what if we lived in a Catholic town where everyone was like oh. the business was all Catholic. Yeah. That'd be so fucking weird. I still get angry when shit's closed on Sundays. I'm not going to fucking lie. <laughs> Karen, tell me more about Catholicism. I just, everyone should know that if that sounded weird, I just made Stephen edit out me hawking the biggest loogie. She was like a fucking... <laughs> A 70s baseball player. The thing she just did with her nose and throat, ear, nose and throat. Man, that was good. Uh, flummy. It was flummy. You know, every once in a while, there'll be somebody like on the street that does that. Oh, my where God. Where somebody doesn't just spit like, oh, I have to spit. But they'll like hawk a loogie on it's the like street a, and make a thick, noise. And it's like thick. Or I just want to go, Are did you drive here from a place where there are no other people? No, man. That's how, how plagues that? start. You step on that, you fucking... That's why you take your shoes off in the house. That's right. Gross. My sis, That's why my sister won't let me put my purse on her counter. I get it. Because you, your purse, you put your purse on all surfaces all oh, day yeah. long. Oh, yeah. When I get home from a trip, my my uh, my luggage doesn't touch anything important. It's like on the floor. Until you wipe it down with bleach. When someone puts their <laughs> luggage on the bed, I'm like, wh- why are you trying to get the black death? Just get to the murder. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not yelling. No, I know. I know. You're right. You're right. Um, so, uh, but I say all this because my uh, my murder this week is about a priest named Gerald Robinson. Now, normally, I love a serial killer. I love a process killer. I love somebody who maybe one of his eyes got poked out and he's upset and oh there was a really good TED talk somebody posted on the Facebook page sorry sidebar there's a really good TED talk where a guy talks about how people become that like the mind of a serial killer and he talks about violence experiencing violence at a young age and head trauma fuck yeah he does and that I loved that so anyway this episode's called Sidebar Nation this is (laughs) become a citizen of Sidebar Nation don't fight us anymore we know you like murder everybody does join the religion of Sidebar Nation because it's fun to have ADD well hold hands and we'll talk about it (laughs) and there will be crying um so normally one-off murders do not interest me sure there has there has to be insane extenuating circumstances mm-hmm. for me to be like oh because 
I have that feeling like, well, that's just a thing that happens. Mm -hmm. Somebody loses their shit and all of a sudden attacks another person. Or somebody pushes someone over and they they hit. We're very fragile, delicate people. Like that happens. But this is like, but But you like the shit that's like planned. Right. I like the the stuff that's from a movie that's but actually happened in real life. See, I think I'm the opposite where I'm fascinated by the like you you did these things without even realizing you were going to murder someone or like you were going to it, this was going to happen. This thing was building up inside you. That's no, what you like. No. It wasn't even building up. It just this fucking snap decision you made ended up in in these circumstances and you had and you murdered someone without even fucking under like if you could go back and be like i was murdering this person and i did i just wanted to, i just wanted to show them how angry i was or i just wanted to i just reacted in a way that i'm not because i'm not good at, at um controlling my anger yeah i wouldn't have done them but i did them like so that's you, why i like one offs you like okay that makes sense well then you Georgia, this one is dedicated to you. Thank y'all. This one's going out to Georgia tonight. Hey, Georgia. <laughs> Karen just wants you to know. I'm that lady from Coast. Local jokes get local work. All right. This is Priest Gerald Robinson. So this is fucked. It's a one-off, love but it. it's crazy fucked. It has all these elements to it where I'm like, I I couldn't find... Uh, let's, let's be honest, Karen. <clears throat> didn't find... <clears throat> I'm sure that it's possible to find all the super detailed parts. See Correction Corner next week. Many of you will. (laughs) This will go on and on. Um, But I'll just give you what I know. So uh, on April 5th, 1980, Mm. uh, what a time. Music, TV. We had all of them. There was so much great stuff happening (laughs) in our culture. But in Toledo, Ohio, at the Toledo Mercy Hospital, in the sacristy of the chapel, which is up where they keep the body of Christ, amen, uh, I believe. I think that's where, like up in, near the altar. I think that's the sacristy. Or maybe the sacristy is backstage. Happy Yom Kippur, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> they find, a fellow nun finds the body of Sister Margaret Ann Paul. And she had been stabbed 31 times. Holy shit, that's a lot. She... Well, she had she had initially been attacked from behind. She was hard of hearing. So her killer snuck up on her, took a piece of cloth, wrapped it around her neck, and choked her so hard that he broke two bones in her neck. Holy shit. Then she was placed on the floor while she was dying. She was covered with an altar cloth, and then she was stabbed nine times over the heart oh. in an inverted cross shape. No. That's right. And then the cloth was removed. <gasps> And she was stabbed in the chest, neck, and face 22 more times. What the fuck? Why take the cloth off? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, then the killer smudged blood on her forehead oh. as if he was anointing her. Holy shit. With that blood, which is so creepy That's to me, the Catholic. So creepy. Then he pulled her dress above her chest. Not cool. Then he pulled her girdle and hose down. Not cool. And... Pulled her, pulled her legs apart, and they say he penetrated her with either the murder weapon, oh! a cross, or a finger. I hate the murder weapon. I hate that. 
detail and murders. It's yeah, that's a that's hideous. Yep. Um, and it's also especially in this case, the police were like, well, this was a person, this was a person who intimately knew Catholic ritual uh-huh. and who was trying to degrade this woman in front of God and degrade the church. Wow. Um, if she had lived one more day, which was, uh, if she had lived one more day, she would have been 72 years old. Aww. And I believe the next day was what I was thinking there just then was the next day was, Easter. So she was born oh, on Easter. Honey. Um, so four days later, they have her funeral, and Father Gerald Robinson presides over the funeral. He was the hosp- the chaplain of the hospital chapel, and she was the caretaker of the hospital chapel. I remember his name from when you introduced the story. Do you remember? I Maybe I shouldn't have done that, yeah. and then this would be more of a reveal. <laughs> Look, Too late. <laughs> if I had days and days to do this shit and I was unemployed and stuff, oh, oh, the presentation I would give you. Wait, then you're making me feel bad because I have days and days and I'm unemployed. <laughs> oh, yet. Well then, I don't care. No, well, then Fine. we're both doing great. <laughs> um, two weeks later, Father Robinson is brought in for questioning because they put it together that if it's somebody who knows Catholic ritual and it's somebody who's trying to demean her, mm-hmm. they work together. And she is known as a taskmaster. There's mm. in these, it's so funny because these articles are clearly from a while ago where they're just right, right up top. They're talking about what a bitch she is. Yeah. They're like, where I'm none like, is a fucking cunt. What a bitch. And it's like, um, first of all, yeah. he murdered yeah. her. So I think he's I'm the bigger sorry. cunt. Uh, ultimate. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. The, the headline is. Sorry. <laughs> the I'm is tiny. Is it like font eight yeah. and everything else is a font 32? <laughs> Can we get that? Um, Shazamanda at Shazamanda.com. <laughs> I mean, at Instagram. Uh, yeah. So, but they talk about that she was, t- she was a tough old bird. Um, and maybe that made him mad and maybe he couldn't handle that or didn't like it or took it for years and years and years. But, uh, Basically, oh, he tried so hard to take it. He tried you know? to take it. Oh, and then but he was a man of the Lord, so I guess he just he had, had to kill, kill instead. So he's brought in for questioning, but he told the police in 1980 when he's brought in for questioning that somebody else had confessed to the murder. Oh, but he couldn't. He didn't know who it was, and he couldn't say anything else <gasps> because smart. of the bond. That's smart. Um, they gave him two polygraph tests, which were inconclusive, and then. Uh, they let him go, and within the year, he's transferred to a different Fuck. area. How convenient. Well, 23 years later. Fuck. So this is the coldest of cold cases. Yeah. What year is it's that? It's a ritual murder of a nun yeah. in a chapel. It wasn't just like a passionate murder. Like, the fact that he did the upside-down cross and then the, and then anointed the smudge. Yes. Like, that's evil. It's super evil. And what's weird to me is this, and this is the part where I do want to get into this more and learn more about it. Um, I bet you there's a book about this because this was during the time during satanic panic. Oh, right. In the eighties when like the McMartin, um, daycare thing where all of a sudden this weird thing, and maybe this was before it. And so it didn't catch that in the way that it would have other places. But in the eighties, there's a fascinating, there's definitely books about it. Last podcast on the left did, um, 
um, an episode about it of satanic panic where all of a sudden people were being accused, accused of, uh, ritual serial murder of, of like occult groups and satanic groups and killing children and sacrificing children and raping children yeah. and this whole thing. But they, are they like legitimately believed in Satan that there were, you know, album, like music albums that you could play backwards that were telling people to kill children. And it was just like this, it was a whole thing. thing. It was like a cultural phenomenon, yeah. much like the evil clown phenomenon we're all experiencing now, <laughs> which I fucking think is hilarious. It's, the greatest it's like it makes me happy in my heart and i don't think that they're actually trying to hurt anyone like i think there's i would say there's 97 yeah. percent of it is bored high school teenage yes. boys yes. who find old halloween costumes and they're like now we have something to do tonight totally. but there was that one story where there was someone that there was a clown on the edge of a forest right. trying to offer children candy yeah but at what per, what point is that built up by like terrified fucking you know, parents who were like, he tried to lure my kid. And the kid was like, yeah, he totally tried. Like, I just don't believe it that that's even true. I would love to know. I think it's hilarious. There's, I, I say at the center of all this, there's one evil clown yeah. and everybody else is just bandwagoning on his shit. Yeah. And they're like, don't fuck our shit up, man. This is like good for us. But one of yeah. them's going to get shot by some fucking angry soccer dad. Well, and then it's it, going to ruin it. It'll be over. Yeah. And then it's going to ruin it for all the rest for of us. For all of us who want to laugh <laughs> at this. Cause it's that, hilarious. They were actually doing that in Kern County like two years ago and people were taking video of it. Oh my God. And it was, it's cause Kern County is up north of Los Angeles and it's basically the forest it's yeah. the bottom of the wilderness times yeah. and it's the creep there people would drive by and there'd just be a guy with a clown dressed as a clown but like an evil clown yeah. holding balloons I love it just standing around by the road out in the forest area I feel like if I saw that I would crack up I would scream I would laugh Thought but scream. I would laugh out of out of fear but in the way of like I wouldn't be able to control myself you'd scream sneeze yeah, and you would. Which, by the way, people are pissed at us for <laughs> talking about scream sneezers. Who, scream sneezers are pissed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Well, I've been pissed at you guys for a really long time. Um, and also, we talked about it in a way where you could see it coming, and we spoke in normal tones. Yeah. We didn't all of a sudden scream, scream at the top of our lungs out of the blue for seemingly no reason. <laughs> so who cares what they think? Anyway, back to this murderous <clears throat> Go priest. Go on. All right. Twenty-three years later. A woman tells the Toledo Catholic diocese that she suffered years of ritual sex abuse by a diocesan, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, and religious order of priests during her childhood. Holy shit. And she named Gerald Robinson in particular. Motherfucker. Now these, those accusations were never substantiated because, though. Like, because, why would she lie? Well, A, why would she lie? B, it, it's the, it go, takes me straight to the Lincoln Credit Union yeah. um, thing of that, that pedophile rings happen. They are crazy and upsetting and nobody wants to admit it, but it has happened. They do happen. Definitely. Whether that is happening because people want to dedicate their life to Satan, I don't know or no. think so. And if they and if that's what they say, it's an excuse for bad behavior. Right. They're not religious people. No. And, you know, with her with it being unsustain um, 
unsubstantiated <laughs> yes uh the intimidation that you must receive when you give have any allegation of this going on is so intense that why would you then move forward with trying to substantiate it Does that yes make sense? exactly why would you put yourself in the hot yeah. water you'd be like now, you know what fuck this i'm i'm moving on yeah now uh I will just say this for even keelness sake, mm-hmm. there is a possibility that the reason that she would make an accusation like that and it would be unfounded and untrue is because she had mental health issues. Okay. That is a possibility. In no way am I accusing her of that. I don't even know who this person is. Yeah. There's no name. And that's, ex- of course, the first thing that gets thrown back at a person like that that then negates a victim's uh, story. Right. So and I the, am in no way doing that. The other thing is, maybe she does have mental health issues and also isn't lying. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? Maybe her mental health issues are because she are fucking went through it. this thing for her. You know what I mean? Like, yes. insane people are still fucking saying some things that are like the truth. Yes, they're experienced. Uh, yeah. It's, you know what I mean? It's just so frustrating. Yes. Um, and the, and the idea that things don't get substantiated doesn't mean it's right. that they didn't happen. Right. It's that the police cannot find proof 20 years later. Right. Or don't want to find proof. Because maybe there's They're this. all fucking involved, They're all conspiracies to the Listen, roof. My favorite murder is cracking the fucking case <laughs> right now. Get with it. By postu- postulating. <laughs> postulating. By repeatedly lot. postulating vaguely. Hardcore vague postulating. <laughs> that's that's our tagline that's now. Our th- <laughs> that's the new shirt. That's our hook. <laughs> Hardcore vague postulating. Okay, but then uh, the authorities in December of the same year... So it was like six months later, mm-hmm. they receive a letter about the woman's allegations and they reopen the investigation into Sister Margaret Ann's death. Sure. So basically somebody, some, she, somebody at the Catholic diocese heard this woman's story and believed her enough mm-hmm. or felt enough about it to send a letter to the cops to say, I think this needs to be looked into in some way. Mm-hmm. And they did. Yay. And that's why that her, Sister Margaret Anne's death got the case got reopened and the name that they find is Father Gerald Robinson. That's the they there's a there's a man named in this crazy yeah. quote unquote crazy story of pol- ritual pol- uh, um, priest molestation. And then when they go to open this 20 year old murder case. He's the he's the one guy that works there. Yeah. And he's there. Mm-hmm, yeah. So oh. then they start looking into it and they start um they look at, I think, I'm not sure exactly how they hooked this up, but I love this. There was a very light indentation on that altar cloth that got put on her that had a little picture of the U.S. Capitol. And it was the medallion on a letter opener that they found on his desk. Oh, my God. And then they took that letter opener and they put it and compared it to her wounds. It didn't match, right? It matched. (laughs) Not only did it match, it matched like a key in a lock, quote unquote. Holy shit. So then they go and talk to him and it said that when they brought him in for questioning again, this is, you know, in now in 2000... um, 2004 I think mm-hmm. um, he's he's brought in for questioning they talk to him a little bit he denies everything and when they when he leaves the camera catches him he's whispering to himself 
and saying things it, like panic word, you know, like he's clearly praying. Oh my God. He's saying like, Holy Jesus. And it's little things that you, they can't pick up yeah. the whole thing, but it's, um, it's, uh, I can't, I, I want to watch it. I want to watch it. That's crazy. I know. So basically it's a, it's a bit of a Robert Durst yeah. where he doesn't realize he's still being filmed oh my God. and he's alone freaking the fuck out. No, freak out, freak the fuck out to yourself everyone <laughs> yeah exactly just stare straight ahead yeah try to keep your eyes open don't as wide blink. as possible <laughs> do not blink don't blink no matter what yeah. um but i feel like that's the thing of if you were look if you were looked at for a murder and uh you were not guilty of that murder yeah. and then they brought you back in 20 years later <coughs> yeah there's no need to pray in a panicked manner no after the cops leave no I mean, you might be upset or whatever, but you don't... What are you freaking out about? Yeah. I demand to know. You have to tell me. <laughs> um, so, essentially, they figure out that Father Robinson was angry about Sister Paul's domineering ways. Uh-huh. That they'd worked together for a long time. And uh, that, that, that he basically snapped. Also, the fact they were having Easter services at that chapel... So maybe something specific happened or like the pressure was building or they had to work together more than often. Yeah. More than usual, I mean. Um, to me, though, the level of overkill. Oh, my God. Building up. So crazy. Yeah. And it also indicates it's like if you're a priest, I mean, I understand that you would be very familiar with things like inverted crosses. Yeah. To oh, stab yeah. To stab an inverted cross into an old woman's heart uh, is pretty fucking extreme. But was it? What if he was stabbing her from her head down? Like maybe it wasn't inverted in his mind. You know what I'm saying? No, it's the shape of an inverted cross. Okay. They think one of the theories is that he was trying to make it look like some outside total creep. Which means he thought about it beforehand. Yeah. Like that's what's crazy is like those little aspects of like that he means he thought about it beforehand. Yeah. And also that doesn't sound like someone who's first and only it was his first and only kill. No, it really doesn't. No, it doesn't. I mean, for, for things that I've read, it absolutely doesn't. Because it, if you kill someone, if you snap and kill someone and stab them a bunch of times, but you don't, you don't have the presence of mind to do shapes. Shapes and designs. Designs and shapes. The thing on the forehead. Also putting the cloth on and then taking it off. Like you would do one or the other. It means something. Yes. And it's, it has meaning to you. Yeah. And it is a ritual to you. Yeah. You, this priest, like he can't see her while she's still alive, but he's fine seeing her and stabbing her when she's dead. You know what I mean? But he, it was, the cloth was on when he did the inverted cross. Yeah, so she was probably alive during that and then she was dead and so he could take it off and kill her oh. like and stab her more, which so is creepy. He's, yes, then he yeah. knows he's stabbing a dead body. And then a priest, 22 times, takes her clothing off. It's like, oh, you know, like if you just wanted to kill her, then just do that. But then going through this like, to make it look sexual and like people who try to make it look sexual so that they think it's someone else are still doing this fucking crazy sexual thing. Yes, that's right. Right? Yes. It's, there's all, uh, there's so many questions that I have and, uh, and I'm the one that looked up the story. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank God. Uh, That's no, no, no. I mean, these are questions that like only he can answer. Right. You know, these are not questions that we can. Yeah. I mean, because they didn't, he, he filed appeals. He, he pled not guilty. He filed appeals. They, the jury convicted him in like six hours. Um, he was convicted of, they, they reduced the charge from aggravated murder to just regular murder. Um, but then he just was, he just was in jail for the rest of his life and died there. Um, and they convicted him on my birthday in 2006. Happy birthday. Thanks. Was that a good birthday for you? Um, let's see. I swear to God, like these last, I would say, eight birthdays, I have almost no memory of. That's probably good. I Did mean, I- it's all the same. When you get to my age, girls, guys, <laughs> when you get to my age. I'm taking a photo of you right now because Alice is like sitting next to you, just listening to you intently. And he's my good friend. Um, uh, yeah. So that's that. Do I have any makeup on? No, you look great. I have work face. (laughs) Um, Priest Gerald Robinson, probably not in heaven right now. Might be in purgatory. Good chance he's in hell. Most likely. Oh, Jews don't believe in hell. Oh. Well, depends on which Jew you ask. (laughs) He's, he's, you know where he is? Hmm. For all the Jews out there, he's waiting in line at the Cheesecake Factory and he cannot get seated. (laughs) That sounds uh, anti-Semitic. I just is can't it? figure out how. Is it racist? No, I don't care. No, <laughs> no, I, no, I don't care. <laughs> no, I deem it. I deem it un-anti-Semitic. <laughs> All right, that was good. Thanks. That was fucked up. I that know. Good. Right? That was fucked up. So it was good. Okay, good. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye so all right since we're going to be at the chicago podcast festival i wanted to give a big ups to chicago by doing chicago murder is no. It, what? Is it the Torso Murders? No. Oh, wait, no, that's Ohio. <laughs> also, I want to apologize for to Indianapolis. Oh, they were hurt. I know, but they were so funny about it that it makes me want to go there. I know. Last week I said that I never want to go to Indianapolis and everyone was just like, yeah, we get it. They were like really cool about it. And I'm like, oh, they sound cool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll go to Indianapolis. But also, uh, to me, when you said that, you clearly were just pulling a city name out yeah. of your... It wasn't like you've been there and you're all bummed. No, I mean, re- realistically, it's Cincinnati. What if every episode I just name a city and piss the entire country off? No, you 
just but always keep it in that area like that very contained area in the midwest that realistically we're never gonna go to we are so going to go on a train tour that is indianapolis let's go to the the, the, the places georgia Toledo. is kind of meh on up to Peoria, Illinois. Uh huh. But then right back down. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, you're on that list. Pittsburgh, PA. <laughs> Pittsburgh parties. Yeah. Pittsburgh's good times. Is it? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. We'll be there. Come on, I've done some colleges. It's true. I've, I've stayed at some of the best days in around this country. <laughs> I can tell you all about it. Thank you so much. I saw the highway and the byway. <laughs> the throughway? <laughs> um, can I go? Please. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> so this is... I don't want to... I want to stop laughing while okay. I say what this is. Good idea. <laughs> Okay. This is the Gage Park stabbings. <sighs> yeah, exactly. Stabbings, plural. Stabbings, multiple. What city did you say? Chicago. Yeah, okay. So, <clears throat> February 4th, 2016. That's Ooh, recent. Oh, shit. That's right after we started this podcast. Okay. Um, police were called to perform a well-being check at the Martinez family home, which is in Gage Park, which is a quiet working class neighborhood in the southwest side of Chicago. No one from the family had been seen since February 2nd, two uh-huh. days before. And a coworker of one of the family members had like been to the police, like, what's up? So the police go and the doors to the Martinez family house are locked and there's no signs of forced entry. But once the police get inside, they discover the bodies of the entire Martinez family. How many people? Well, are you ready for this? So, Noe Martinez Sr., he's 62. He's found just inside the front door with blood all over his head and arms, and he had had 10 stab wounds to the chest. <sighs> Noe's wife, 58-year-old Rosario, uh, Rosario Martinez, was found inside the back porch, stabbed 45 times oh, no. in her head, neck, chest, abdomen, including more than two dozen times in her head head stab wounds man i can't yeah. fucking deal with these mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm. those that, are like you gotta like stab hard that's rage yeah it's that's crazy rage yeah <sighs> their daughter 32 year old maria martinez had died of four gunshot wounds to the head fuck and their son noe martinez jr who's 38 was found next to his sister um, they were both in an upstairs bedroom. He had 16 blunt force injuries to his head and another 13 stab wounds to the head. So here's a real sad part. I mean, that's a bummer. But um, the sons of Maria, Alexis Cruz, who was 10, mm-hmm. was discovered in the basement. Um, and he had 11 stab wounds to the torso and 16 defensive wounds to his arms and hands. <sighs> And then 13-year-old Leonardo Cruz is found on the front porch with 11 stab wounds to the head, shoulder, and chest. Who the... Oh, my God. So, it was believed that all six were killed within about a three-hour period. And the doors... a nightmare. Yeah. The doors are locked. You know, no one's been heard from since the second. Oh, the family dog, Pelusa, which is Spanish for fuzzy, was found alive inside, covered in blood and visibly shaken. Oh, that poor dog. I mean, Jesus Christ. And this is like a few fucking, like less than a year ago in Chicago. Like a nice family. Um, So police originally thought it was a murder-suicide 
but the autopsy proved otherwise. And there were three types of knives used and none of them were there. So they were like, clearly this and, and a gun. Um, then a month after the family was killed, they still hadn't found anyone. And people were like freaking out that there was some crazy killer on the loose. So the police kind of started looking into the theory that maybe the killer or killers had, it was like a hit and they had hit the wrong home oh. because the family had no ties to drugs and no, you know, nothing criminal at all. So they were starting to think that maybe because all the houses looked similar in that area that they, that these criminals had hit the wrong home, which is fucking terrifying. Horrifying. Also. Um, the cops said it's possible they targeted the wrong home for whatever reasons they were trying to get into a residence there. Um, the family was targeted, but whether it was domestic-related or possibly a Mexican cartel remains unclear, they said. Let's see. Okay. So those were the initial theories. Um, then eventually they started thinking that the family had been specifically targeted because Maria Martinez, who they thought was the main target, had been shot rather than stabbed. So they were like, that's fucking weird. So around three months later, while the whole neighborhood's freaking out, the detectives get a tip that the 22-year-old nephew of Maria's ex- ex-husband hadn't shown up for work the day of the, the killings. Or, I'm sorry, had shown up the day of, after the... Had shown up the day after with noticeable injuries. Mm-hmm. His name is Diego Uribe. And detectives get a DNA sample of him, from him. A few weeks later his DNA matched the blood under Maria's fingernails. And phone records also placed uh, Diego Uribe in the area when the murders occurred. Mm. 22-year-old fucking nephew. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So on May 19th, 2016, the Chicago police announced first-degree murder charges against Uribe, saying he had killed all six of them, including the two children, in a robbery that had turned into a massacre, although it seemed like he had wanted to kill them in addition to rob them. Yeah. You don't... No. no. That's... You don't kill six people. You don't kill two fucking children. No. Because it's like a robbery gone wrong. No. And his girlfriend, um, Jafeth Ramos, who was 19, was also charged. Oh. So it seems like Martinez, who was close to the boys and close to the family, they let him into the house because they knew him and he was there a lot. Um, and he had gotten into an argument with Maria upstairs and um, had shot her first. And then her brother, Noe Jr., goes upstairs after hearing the shots and he beats him to death with the gun. Oh. Then the mom, um, Rosera Martinez, goes upstairs. She gets killed next. And then he found the, the boys and he made them get cash and Xbox and other valuables from various rooms in the house after he had killed these fucking his fa- their family. And then he took the boys, to the Alexis, to the basement, stabs him to death, um, and murders the other boy while he begs for his life. He's a fucking animal. Yeah, and he's admitting, like, they admitted to all of this. Oh, my God. And then he waits for the grandfather to get home and kills him on the porch. So, they, Arebe, um, Arebe and Ramos made off with an Xbox, about 550 in cash and jewelry, and then they pawned for about 150 bucks. Um, and they said it was because they needed money for milk and diapers for their son, as well as a car. And so she's not, she, they don't think she actually killed anyone, but they think she was a quote, active participant 
So she was there, like, fucking cheering him on. Holding people down and Yeah, shit. probably. Um, but they both confessed. They're both charged with first-degree murder, held without bail. But so he, they said they needed it for money, but apparently there was tension between Uribe and Maria Martinez because when Maria divorced Uribe's uncle... Um, he had a, a quote lot of anger over how she had treated him but another family member said that the uncle was super controlling of Maria and didn't allow her to take showers put on makeup or leave the house without his permission Wow! so he hates her but meanwhile she's in this crazy controlling relationship and finally gets out of it so they, yeah they're, they're being charged with first degree murder all the victims are going to be buried in Mexico the Mexican consulate of Chicago is assisting in moving the bodies back to Mexico that's fucking Chicago in February and I'd never heard of it no, I've never heard that that's huge also it's fascinating having the f- you kill six people of your family yeah and you have the foresight to like lock the door when you leave so it like that tiny detail yeah. is so confusing yeah that you that they would assume all these weird things of, yeah oh my god but the weird detail to me too is that that he waited for the grandfather to come home because he wanted there to be a couple days in between the bodies being found and he knew that if he just left without killing the grandfather who was probably home every night yeah then he would come home to these bodies and and it would be a quicker fucking discovery i mean so he kill waits for him kills him and locks the doors also what brand of psycho are you when you can kill all those people like <sighs> I mean, it's just, it's upsetting to hear about it, much yeah. less he did it and then like took a break and then did a little bit more so that he could fucking have what? Yeah. $500? It doesn't make, it clearly isn't about that because it doesn't make any sense. Like you can rob the family without murdering them all. Yes. But I think he went over there with the intention of killing them so he could rob them, which if he, he kills her first by shooting her. And then you, you would think he would stab her because he's so angry with her and then shoot the others. Wait, did they say anything about drugs? There was no drugs involved. What the fuck? Neither of, the, he, neither of them had a record. The girlfriend had been arrested once for shoplifting or something, like minor shoplifting. Um, wow. But it's just, yeah, it's like, you don't even, you don't even rob strangers. You rob these two kids that you used to go over and play video games with and, and be, and befriended that yeah. were younger than you and you can kill them. Like that's psychopath. That's to me. Yeah. It's like these, it's just these crazy circumstances that you become this or are always a psychopath and nobody knows about it. Yes, exactly. That family is like, come on in. Oh, it's yeah. cousin Ricky or whatever yeah. the fuck his name is. Yeah. Oy. Um, <laughs> We're going to do good things. Yeah. <laughs> we need a good things moment. Really, We need like a good themes theme song so, that we, so we can both lay down for a minute. Podcast. <laughs> Fuck. <clears throat> um, I guess my good thing is being yelled outside. Uh, well, being in San Francisco was so much fun. Wait, did it rain while you were up there? No, it was gorgeous. It was actually too hot. That's I know. hilarious. It was like 90 something. Oh, shit. 
but people must have been naked when when the sun comes out and it's like 78 in san francisco people are like my shorts like it's the funniest thing in the world the first thing we did was get falafels from truly mediterranean and sit in um what's that park called the is it the one that's up near the hate yeah yeah no not golden gate park Anyways, no, no, no. But there's a part. There's a small park that's yeah. like if you go down toward the lower height. Yeah, uh, it was just full of like college kids and and not, no clothes and like everyone was getting high and it was just like super sweet. Yay! Yeah, it's so fun. So I think that the highlight of my week was that getting that was my first time like getting yelled at by a stranger about the podcast hey that's the best. Yeah, it was really nice. Out of car. I know. Thank you to whoever that was. Um, uh, what was how about your the best moment of your week, Karen? I mean, <clears throat> I have to say that going to watch Never Not Funny live was awesome because those guys are so hilarious, and it was and Edie McClurg was there. She was just there to watch the show. Wow. Um, she's legendary from you may know her as the high, the school secretary from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, she's a righteous oh my dude. God, she's so cute. She's been in over a thousand movies. <gasps> They were looking at her IMDb Shut and talking up. about her. And, uh, and she so the cutest, though? She, yes. And she got up to walk to the stage because they heard she was there. And then they invited her up to say hi. <sighs> and she couldn't see because she was up in the back and it was super dark. So I went and got, grabbed her oh. hand and walked her up. And that's when Jimmy gave us the shout out. Did he give us a shout out or just say something about it? No, he doesn't. You know, he's like, he talks like he's, you know, like he's always talks like he's a professional radio man. Oh, right. So um, he actually was like, Karen Kilgara from uh, the My Favorite Murder podcast. <laughs> and then he started pretending he was mad about Riffing it. Riffing on you. Um, it was really awesome. That's so sweet. Yeah, that was good. But it, it also made me happy because like after a long day of work, sometimes going to a comedy show is like the best thing in the world. Yeah. Instead of just going home and being like, I'm tired. I'm going to try to watch some show that I will fall asleep no matter what in yeah. five minutes. Um, going and watching my friends be hilarious That's and amazing. say the best things and riff shit. It like it's it's life affirming. Plus, I know that you're a um, quick makeup in the car person, <laughs> and I feel like sometimes. <laughs> being forced to put makeup on makes you feel better. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's what I do in the... Like, when I go work at ca- cafes during the day now, I make myself... Like, I, I have ex- eyelash extensions. I make myself put on makeup because I will immediately have a better day. Like, feel better about myself. Yes, there was... For, like, five years when I was in my... What I like to call now the hermit phase. And... W- which is infuriating because anytime I did a podcast or anything, I would remember when I got there, oh, I'm gonna have to... They're gonna make me take a fucking picture at the end of the day. I always forgot. Yeah. <clears throat> I did that for a long time i just wouldn't i'd be like what for who cares yeah. like who's gonna see me it doesn't matter yeah and uh and then just recently yeah just to just to go and be somewhere and just kind of feel like i'm out and i'm in the world and i'm of the world yeah like, putting on some f- fucking a nice liquid eyeliner yeah a nice rosy like like tint lip tint a lip tint that will stay for a couple hours yeah and keep you young and fresh looking yeah yeah it's a good uh Glossier, can we get another ad, please? Glossier, how about you represent us as we represent you all goddamn day long? Um, shilling our fucking shilling, shilling, shilling it, shilling, shilling, minding our business. <laughs> um, thanks for listening to my favorite murder. We love you for loving uh, murder like we do. Yeah, you guys are the best. Thank you, murderinos. Thank you for your support and. Uh, Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. Elvis, you want a cookie? Cookie. Want a cookie? Elvis, you want a cookie?
Cookie. Come on, Cookie Boy. Elvis. There he is. is. Oh, he's fucking like, pay me, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.